Hey everybody, welcome to Steve's NRL Footy Tips for Round 19. I'm your host, Stephen Westway, back again after a bit of a break. Sorry I didn't get the Round 18 podcast out last week. Obviously it's locked down in New South Wales, and we've been locked down for quite a little bit of time now, and it looks like it's not going to slow down anytime soon. So first off, I want all you guys to stay, stay safe out there. But yeah, for me personally, I've still got two jobs during the pandemic. Both haven't been shut down. So it was a little bit hard last week to try to get the podcast out. Um, obviously, after the big state of origin in the middle of the week, I hope you guys enjoyed that podcast. Obviously, New South Wales couldn't get the job done. Couldn't win 3 nil. Queensland winning the final game of the series 20-18. to But we've had some good football recently. Uh, it's been good to have a detraction from everything that's happening in the real world. Uh, down here in New South Wales and obviously across different parts of Australia. So please stay safe. We've got plenty of football news to talk about this week and a big round to preview. A lot of these teams now really starting to get to the business end of the season. State of Origin is out of the way so they can just concentrate on their premiership campaigns. A few teams looking to offload some people with the new deadline uh, for players August 1st. So we've seen a little bit of movement as well. Teams like the Broncos and the Cowboys and the Bulldogs really starting to prep for 2022 because they're realising that making the finals is either impossible or getting extremely hard um, to make a reality this season. So there's a lot of player movement. We've got some big matches coming your way this weekend. It all starts tonight. I'm recording this at about 7 p.m. on Thursday. So hoping for a good week on the tips. The late mail's out for the Eels-Raiders game, which we're going to preview in a moment. But before we get to that, please remember to like Steve's NRL Footy Tips on Facebook. Please share, subscribe, and like the podcast wherever you guys listen to it, whether it be on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor, or more. And what have we been watching? Movie podcast, my other movie, my other podcast, my movie podcast with my co-host Noel Letter. That one has been put on hiatus due to the fact that we cannot record together. Hopefully, we can get out of this lockdown soon. But I hope you guys enjoy this show and the other NRL podcast coming your way while we're still in lockdown. Thank you guys for supporting me along the journey so far. It's been Absolutely unreal. We've got, as I said, plenty of games to preview this week. The first thing I want to touch on, however, is the mid-season signings. And over the last couple of weeks, we've seen Matt Lodge go to the Warriors, and he's started his Warriors career pretty well. He's put in a couple of good performances there. But the big news coming out this week is that Tevita Pengai Jr. has signed with the Bulldogs for 2022. But... Because of the James Fisher-Harris situation, he's going to play for the Panthers in their game this week, but then he's going to go out of the bubble, back down to New South Wales, and be with his wife as she goes into labour. The big news for them is they've signed Tevita Pengai Jr. for the rest of the season. So I believe that comes into effect when he gets back from suspension and either around 21 or around 22, I think it's 21. Uh, so they can use him for the rest of their campaign and he's a huge asset for a team that's been so dominant so far this year and it's not like they need to beat a Pengai Jr. because they're one of the premiership favorites obviously with Melbourne so far this year and a lot of people are predicting that Penrith can break that 20 uh 21 year premiership uh, that, sorry that it'll a little bit yeah 20 no what am I doing sorry 18 year premiership drought I don't know what I was thinking but uh this season but uh you know to beat a Pengai Jr. he adds a bit of an X-factor to them. I know they've already got a bunch of X-factor players all around the park. And their team's great. Their squad's incredible. On their best day, uh, they don't really need Tevita Pengai. But if they need something special, they can put him on the bench and really get some spark out of him. Because 
I know that he does some stupid things during his career and he's found himself suspended a lot, but at his best, Tavita Pengai Jr. is certainly a game-breaker. So I'm one. That's all for the signing for Penrith at the end of the year. It's They find themselves in such a great position where they can get a player of that caliber. Uh, regardless of the fact they've only lost two games this year, they get a player of that caliber to really help them and maybe provide the difference in the finals. He could be a huge difference to this Panthers team for the rest of 2021. All right, well, let's get to my footy tips now. Last week, if you guys were interested when I didn't report the podcast, you can look at my tips on NRL app, but I did get 7 and 8, and it was the game uh, between the Broncos and the Tigers that I got incorrect. I couldn't tip that one correctly, and yeah, I got 7 out of 8 uh, because of it. So pretty good round. Um, still got a bit of work to do, but hopefully we can get a perfect round this week. On to the footy tips now. Let's get to the action. And round 19 kicks off a very important game. It starts in about half an hour my time from 7.50 on Thursday night. The Parramatta Eels go up against the Canberra Raiders from Seabus Super Stadium up there in the Gold Coast, of course, with the relocation. Gold Coast is now the home of Parramatta for at least the next month and potentially the rest of the season. Parramatta, they're coming off a good win last weekend against the Titans. They find themselves in a position where they've now won... Um, seven out of their last ten, they're looking pretty nicely. They were missing Mitchell Moses last week due to what is now been, now has been confirmed during the week as back fractures that he suffered during State of Origin 3. I was pretty critical of how he performed in that game, and I was critical in the lead-up to it. I just don't think Mitchell Moses is a State of Origin player. But nonetheless, he's a big loss for Parramatta, and it'll be interesting to see how they cover it. Dylan uh, sorry, Dylan Brown and Jacob Arthur are going to be the combination in the halves until Mitchell Moses comes back. They did a good job against the Titans last week, but I think they face a bit of tougher opposition this week in the Raiders. Now, you look at the Raiders and their 2021, it's been a pretty much a disaster season for them. But the last couple of weeks, they've really started to find a little bit of form uh, with good wins against Manly and Cronulla. Ricky Stewart seems to have them potentially primed to make a run and tried to sneak their way into the top eight before the end of round 25. Their players are starting to perform. Um, like the Eels, they do have their players that are out. Josh Papalihi and Jack Wyden, both out of this game. They are both huge losses uh, with minor injuries. So Ricky's going to have to contend with that. But I think that the loss of Mitchell Moses really puts us back to a level playing field. I mean... In club football against weaker oppositions, Mitchell Moses is without a doubt a game-breaker. The Parramatta Eels are 10 from 10 starts against bottom-eight teams. They haven't lost against a bottom-eight team all year. They like to bully the weaker opposition, and they sometimes struggle against the heavyweights of the competition. But this next six weeks for the Eels is really going to tick date where they are come finals time because they've got such a tough run home here. They've got... The Storm, the Roosters, the Panthers, the Rabbitohs. The Storm and the Panthers in the last two rounds of the regular season. They need a win here. They need a win badly. And now, in fifth place, we have the Roosters currently. And they're currently on 24 points. Mainly a 22 points. Now, the Roosters with all their injury problems. You might rule them out and go, they can't make the top four. But... I can't completely rule them out yet. Mainly, obviously, are the big threat of 22 with Tom Jurovic in that side. They look incredible. If Parramatta lose some of these games, then they can find themselves in danger of missing the top four. And because they've got such a tough run coming up, this is a huge game for them. They need a win. Clint Gufferson played great last week, out of his skin against the Titans, having a great performance. And what really helped Parramatta was the return of Reed Barney. 
He is a game breaker. He's one of the best hookers in the game at the moment. He would have been a shoo-in for the Queensland side if he was fit early in the season. In fact, he was named in Game 1. But at his best, he's able to just tear apart opponents' defenses due to, you know, quick play the balls. The big fours haven't got back. Reed Marnie is an excellent judge of when to run the ball um, and how to get his team some quick possession and really get them having some motive, uh, some, some motivation and some and really get on top of the game and really find themselves getting some motive, uh, momentum as well with the big forwards. And, you know, he's going to be a big difference maker come finals time. It's just where Parramatta can contend with the good teams. Can they win on, th- on on Thursday night? Tonight, I think it is a danger game for them. Canberra are going to be desperate. They know their season basically is on the line with this week and next week. They find themselves only one win out of the eight, so they can try to sneak in here for a win against Parramatta. But without two of their best players in Wyden and Papali, I find it very hard to tip them, and especially compounded by the loss of the young kid, Xavier Savage. He's played three games in first grade. One was at 18th man, but the last two weeks, he has been electric for the Raiders, and he's really been a difference maker back there at fullback. He was outstanding last week in that win over Cronulla. He's out for the season, so Rapana's going back to fullback, and uh, I believe Harley Shields, the young kid, uh, comes into the first grade side on the wing this week. So it's really going to be a tough task for Canberra, especially when you look at their half. Sam Williams done a, you know... A good job as he always does without being spectacular. He's a solid backup half to have, but he's not a you know first grade half consistently. He's going to be in the halves with Matt Frawley, and they really have to control the game well. It's one area where they've got more experience than Parramatta because Dylan Brown and Jacob Arthur don't have much experience playing together and don't have meant much NRL experience in general. So after the Raiders to, to win this game, they've got to be kicking the corners, keep Clint Gustin out of this game, and they've just got to keep committed. We know how bad they can be in second halves. They have to stay with Parramatta for a long time in this game, if there are any chance, and just make the most of their opportunities when they come to them. So I'm actually really excited for this match. I think this has the potential to be the match of the round. I'm going to tip the Eels by eight points, but I think that the Raiders can really cause them some headaches. But we'll really see what Raiders are going to get for the end of the year with this performance, and as I said, it's a very important game for Parramatta as well, not to mention the fact the fact that Blake Ferguson plays his first game in about three months for the Eels, so um, expect a, a big performance from Fergo, and I think that the Eels can get the uh, chocolate here. I've got the Eels by eight points to start round 19. All right, so Friday Night Football this week kicks off with an interesting contest from the Sunshine Coast Stadium up there in Queensland, obviously the Sydney Roosters hosting the Newcastle Knights. The Knights, well, you look at their run home, and they've got a bit of an easy run coming. They could potentially make a run for the eight with games against the Broncos, the Raiders, the Bulldogs, and Cronulla coming up. If they can get through this week, and they can get a win this week against the Roosters, they're going to find themselves serious specials and serious contenders for finals football. They're versing a Roosters side that, well, let's start with Newcastle first, actually. They're coming off a couple of losses. They were destroyed against Melbourne 48-4 last week. Uh, the week before that, actually, they won 38-0 against the Cowboys. They had the bye. I forgot about the bye. But it was a big loss against the Storm. They were never in the game. Mitchell Pierce is a big loss for them this week. Their halves this week are actually going to be the combination of Phoenix Crossland, who's done a de- decent job as a sub this year. But he's actually going to be partnering with Jake Clifford, who has had minimal success as a halfback in the NRL over the last couple of years. Now, I think he's a kid with a promising future, but it just hasn't come together in the NRL level at the moment. They're going to be put under a lot of pressure because even though the Roosters are under strength, you just know that they're going to put 
a professional uh, performance ahead of them. They're just winning games to Roosters. They just won against the Cowboys uh, last week. They won by 16, but the scoreline probably was flattering towards the Roosters. They just got over the Bulldogs the week before with their origin players out. This is a big game for them because they've got their stars back on board that are going to be in the team heading into the finals. I mean, Suwali's been ruled out of the side, but Tedesco's back. Angus Crichton's back. They got Radley back as well, and Verrills is back in the hooker position. Those are four very important players that are going to dictate how far the Roosters go in this competition, especially in the postseason. And they've got to make the most of it. Their halves are really a question mark for me, Walters and Drew Hutchison. You just know they've got replacements everywhere, and you're really really going to ask yourself, can the Roosters lift to that extra level and cause a stir in this competition, or are they there just to make the numbers up you look at this match in particular, Josh Morris has been dropped and he's got to find some form. I find that decision baffling. He's one of the best centers, if not the best center over the last 10 years that the game's had. So to drop him, even though he's had a couple off games, is a, is a tough call for Trent Robinson to make, but he obviously felt like he had to make it. But is the guys that he's put in there, Ikevahu, and even though Billy Smith's had a couple of good games, Billy Smith, are they really going to be playing better than Josh Morris in first grade week in or week out? So I think Morris won't be out of the team long. But as I said, they've got makeshift players all over the field. Hargraves has been great for him uh, all year. He's going to have to be great again tomorrow night. This is a big game for both teams. The Roosters are going to get some mo- uh, momentum and start to put some good performance together. Again, if the Knights can just get past this game, if they can really just have a good performance and potentially even get the win without their start, their halfback in Mitchell Pearce and a couple of other players out, they do have Ponga back. If they can get over the top of a vulnerable Roosters side, they are almost, in my opinion, certainties for the top eight because they've got such a dream run home. Their players are coming back, and I think that they can really give this competition a stir. They've still got Raven Best to come back as well. As for this game, I think that the Roosters are just going to have a little bit too much experience for this Knights team, regardless of the fact that they've got all their players out. And I think it comes to the coaching styles as well. Adam O'Brien, he was looking for excuses last week to what happened in that performance against Melbourne. wasn't really taking responsibility um, kind of blame the fact that obviously their halfback was out, but you know that's that's to be expected that they might struggle without him. But he also blamed the move to Queensland and you know their, their players moving. Every team had to move last week, mate. The the Knights just had to get on with the job and and come up with a good performance against the uh, the premiership favourites, and they could have really gauged where they were at as a team if they had a strong performance. You you think all right, the Knights are getting some some form and really going into the finals strong, assuming they make it. But they did the opposite of that, and they need a big performance tomorrow night. I just think that the Roosters, even though they're lacking a lot of places, and I don't think that they're, they're going to really be there come finals time, I think they're going to fade away in the first or second weeks of this finals competition. I still think they're going to have a little bit too much uh, for the Knights tomorrow night. I've got the Roosters by 12 in this one. The second game of Friday Night Football kicks off from 8 p.m., when the North Queensland Cowboys host the Melbourne Storm from Queensland Country Bank Stadium and the Cowboys, well, it's been a, a month to forget. They really hit the ground running a couple months ago after a terrible start to the season, but they've kind of fallen away again. They were tough against the Roosters and didn't go down easy, and you can see the emotion in the sheds afterwards. They were devastated that they lost that game, but uh, really, at the end of the day, they just don't have... The players and the roster, in my opinion, to challenge any serious team in this competition with or without Valentine Holmes. The good news for him is they put the hammer back at fullback. He's been good for him since he's went into that position. Tom Dearden in the half. Well, he's lost, I think it's about 20 games straight at starting halfback now. It's, 
it's got to be Thunder in a way with him. It's not really his fault, but this whole side uh, has to really be accountable, and they just seem to fade away and letting some easy tries during matches. They're versing a Melbourne Storm team. We know what we're going to get with them. They're the benchmark of the competition for a reason. They've won so many games straight now. What has it been? It's been 14? 14 games straight. They've, uh, I think over the last 10 or 11, they've scored over 40 points in each of those games. It's currently on track to be the best attack we've ever seen in rugby league in the course of a season. They are unstoppable at the moment. They've even got players that they're resting this week. Cameron Munster and uh, Dale Finucane's out as well due to a concussion. But uh, also a couple others that they're thinking about resting. Jerome Hughes apparently could be getting rested as well. Um, but man... They're still just so dominant. They can put anyone there. Craig Bellamy knows how to get the best out of his players. Even the fringe first graders. We don't talk enough about them. The guys that have come through the grade this year. Um, guys like Chris Lewis have been enormous. Cooper Johnson's been really good when he's been given an opportunity as well in first grade. He's playing 5-8 this week because Munster's getting rested. Aaron Penier. These guys, you know, no one's heard of them before Craig Bellamy gets them out of reserve grade. Gives them a shot and they've really taken the most of it and taken it with two hands. They welcome back Ryan Papperhausen this week. He's going to come on the bench from uh, for them and just ease back in the first grade. He hasn't been seen since the magic round back in round eight where these rule changes happen and Funamaru found himself sent off for a late shot on Papperhausen. But he's going to, you know, when he comes back at the start of the year, he was without a doubt probably the form player of the competition and he's going to add it such a big difference. I expect they could even start him even though I think the plan is to ease him back into the into the game, Nico Hines could shift into the halves um, or into the centres and he could find Pabahaus and potentially start in this game if Jerome Hughes does get ruled out. I don't know if he's going to. There's just been a, a few rumours around it. But either way, your Storm are just too good, too professional. I don't see when they lose uh, another game. And I know I'm saying that when they have the Penrith Panthers next, I think it's next Thursday night. I'll just check that. No, it's next Saturday night that they verse uh, the Panthers. But this Storm team's just so dominant, so professional, and I think they can make an easy account of themselves and uh, put away the Cowboys pretty early. I've got the Storm by 40. They seem to be scoring 40 points in match at least, and I just don't know how many points the Cowboys have in them or where it comes from. Scott Drinkwater's been in good form, but they're going to need more than Scott Drinkwater if there's any chance against this Melbourne side on Friday night. All right, well, you're up to my favourite time of the week now, and the action kicks off from 3pm on Saturday when the South Sydney Rabbitohs take on the New Zealand Warriors. The Rabbitohs, well, their origin stars are back and up and with them, just like every club. Uh, Latrell Mitchell missed out in that Bulldogs game last week, but they managed to win that game. They were in trouble for a little bit. They were down to 14 men for half an hour, but the Rabbitohs got the job done, 32-24. to 24. They got the two points. They, needed to, they did what they needed to do, just like they did the week prior against Newcastle and the Cowboys over the past month. But their origin stars are back on board now, and you've got to expect that Wayne Bennett's going to have these guys fired up to try to take a tilt for this premiership. Their defense has really been questionable. They seem to leak a lot of points to our Sydney, which is very concerning, especially when you look at their games against Penrith and Storm from a couple months ago, losing one by 50 nil and the other one 56 to 12. They've got some work to do. They're going to be contenders against those heavyweight sides, but they're versing a Warriors side this week that they've had so many opportunities to win games recently, and they just can't beat anyone at the moment. They were in the game against Penrith, and it was a weakened Penrith side. They looked vulnerable last Sunday. Uh, they found themselves in the lead, but they could not go on with it. Before that, they... Had it, they were also in the game against Cronulla. Couldn't win that game. They threw a game away against the Dragons. 
um, winning, being up in that game by eight points with five minutes left and threw it away uh, three weeks ago. They just they need something to, to spark their seasons. RTS was moved to 5-8 last week. That didn't work. He was out of the squad this team uh, this week, and I just don't see how they improve. And I really struggle to see, and this is sad to say because on paper they've got a really promising squad, and they've got some promising signs in guys like Matt Lodge that have come over to the club, and Fanua Blake back to full strength. They're playing good in the in the forwards, but their forwards get tired too easy. I just don't think they've got the tack in them, and I just don't know when the Warriors are going to win a game for the rest of the year. The Rabbitohs, on the other hand, they get Latrell Mitchell back this week. They're, they're going to be 1-17. to They've got a few injury problems still. They've got Mansell and Jackson Paulo back in first grade this week, and Alex Johnston, of course, hurting his hamstring in that win against the Bulldogs. But their origin stars are back. Cook, Murray, Latrell, Dane Gagai, and uh, Cam Graham, who was also in the origin camp, these guys are all going to be trying to really start playing their best form of football and really getting the South in a position where they can potentially go head-to-head with some of these heavyweight teams in Storm and, and Penrith and potentially Manly as well. I think that the Warriors are in trouble. Their defense, as I said, they get tired too quickly. I think the South can expose that uh, very, very effectively in this game and especially down that left edge with Cody Walker. It doesn't matter who's there. I think they can take advantage. Walker and Latrell. And the fact that Walker's now roaming and, and roaming on both sides of the field, he's going to the likes of Graham and, and Tane Milner with Adam Reynolds on the right-hand side. It just makes South more dangerous if they can be scoring a lot of points on both sides of the field. If they can tighten up their defense a little bit, they can really go on a run uh, in this final series. But for me, uh, the Warriors are just a, a bit of a... A bit of a game on the road there, a bit of a a bit of a game where they shouldn't underestimate them, but it's kind of just, you know, I don't want to say Seas will go through the motions, but they should be covering the Warriors pretty easily. I'd see us by 24 in this contest. Right, the 5.30 match kicks off the second game of Super Saturday when the Manly Seagulls find themselves up against the West Tigers. As I said, this one starts at 5.30 from Suncorp Stadium where Manly are now based. They welcome back Tom Turovich and Daly Cherry Evans this week. They managed to get a big win over the the Dragons last week without them. They did welcome back Schuster in that game. Kieran Foran was electric. He started to play some good football. And there's some really good signs that this Manly side can really contend for this premiership on the back of the game's best player, Tom Turovich. He's been outstanding this season. It's one of the best individual seasons I've seen from any player. And that's amazing considering he was out for the first month, month and a half of this competition. Mainly, obviously, they put uh, they put him on the bench last week, didn't play him, obviously. They rested him after Origin 3. They want their Ferrari. They want their money-making machine fully fired and ready to go uh, for finals. And... They're versing the Tigers this week, who are the talk of the town, the talk of the NRL's been the Tigers documentary, Tiger Town, and uh, I haven't checked it out yet, I'm probably going to check it out tonight or tomorrow, but I've heard that it really shows you how much footy means to Michael Maguire, well I know that, you know, from the South Sydney days, I think a lot of people forget that how instrumental he was uh, to getting the Rabbitohs first off, when he came back from coaching over England, he came back to the Rabbitohs in 2012 and started his head coaching career in the NRL. The Rabbitohs hadn't made the finals for four years. They'd made the finals once in 20 years. And he immediately, with a young Adam Reynolds, got the Rabbitohs back to contenders. They were in the top four from 2012 to 2014. And, of course, winning the premiership in 2014. He was instrumental in turning that club around. And we know he's passionate about footy. I think that 
The players want to play the best for him. He, unfortunately for Madge, he just doesn't have the roster there at the moment. It was a big win for him over the Broncos last week. But they've also immediately said that with all guns firing, I mean, Curtis Sirenant hasn't even came back yet. Carl Lawton's out this week. But the amount of talent they have on their field at the moment, Tom just makes everyone around him play better. They don't have the best outside backs in the world and guys like Parker and Saab. But they're really overachieving this year and they're playing great football. Garrick's playing great football. Schuster... Oluwatu, it's a, just a great second-row combination there in the back row. They're just creating so much opportunity out there, and they're getting some good ball from the likes of Foran and Cherry Evans. Tom Chorovich just roams and does his thing, makes opportunities happen from nowhere. Jay Turbo is back on board. They can really give this premiership uh, a tilt, and if anyone's going to beat the Panthers of the Storm, it could be Manly. I still think South might just be ahead of them as the third-best team currently, but Manly are really coming, and they're really uh, out to... Give this premiership race a, a shake for sure. The Tigers, I just don't can't see them competing with, with Manly. I think this could get ugly quickly, unfortunately for them. I just don't see... You look at their sides on paper, and I just don't see where the Tigers can match up to Manly at all. I think that even if Tommy wasn't playing, I expect I would expect Manly to win this game comfortably. But I've got Manly by 30 points in this contest, and it could be worse. This game could be over very quickly. And if it's... Say the Seagulls win it by 24 or or 18 even at half-time, they might just put Tom Trojevich on the bench. I mean, if I was Des Hasler, I would, I'd take him off, I'd rest him, I'd get him ready for next week because, for me, this is just a bump on the road as me and we prepare for finals football and greater competition. All right, the final game of Super Saturday kicks off at 7.30 from Suncorp Stadium when the Penrith Panthers take on the Brisbane Broncos. The Panthers uh, welcome back Jerome Lua this week, potentially into the side. It remains to be told whether he will play, but they're obviously confident they've named him. At the moment, he's scheduled to partner in the halves with Tyrone May. I somehow think that Burden might be shifted there. I think Burden's the better half option than May. I don't know why Ivan Cleary's persisting with them, but let's be honest, this last month or two has been a little bit tougher for Penrith. They found themselves back into the, you know, the, the vigours of uh, being in the grind here in the NRL. They haven't had everything to go their own way. They found enough to get over the Warriors last week. They're, they're starting to get close to having full-strength squad back. Dylan Edwards is back for him. Cleary, obviously, the gun of their side is a couple of weeks away. This will be the Fisher-Harris's last game for several weeks, but they've got to meet a Pengai Jr. to come into them. And just like the Rabbitohs and, and Melbourne, now they've got their origin stars back. Um, the sky's the limit for Penrith, and I think that... They're versing a Brisbane side that obviously got a win a couple of weeks ago. They couldn't back it up last week against the Tigers. They were in that game for a long period of time. And Kevin Walters would have some positives, like the, the effort of Tyson Gamble to really look onto that game and paint us an absolute superstar. So there's guys there that are really performing for him. But it's been a tough season for him. I don't see it getting any easier for him in this game. Kobe Heverington is, is another one that's been really good for him since his debut, the young kid from the, the Broncos. But let's be honest, with releasing Lodge, with releasing Penguin Jr., the Broncos are really just concentrating on the future. Um, and it's just interesting to note that Katoni Staggs has been back for a couple of weeks now, and the Broncos just haven't found a way to implement him into the game, whether it's moving him to 5'8 or Fullback, somehow they've got to get stacked in the game. You can't have your your best weapon, who I don't think he might not be 100% at the moment either still. Um, you've got to find a way to incorporate him in the game if there are any chance. The last time these two teams played, the Broncos actually challenged Penrith a little bit. But as a, just like the Manly Tigers game, this is just a bump on the road to Penrith. They're going to get through this one. Um, They'll get through it pretty comfortably. I don't know if they'll flog the Broncos, but they should be winning this contest. And when they get Cleary and, and you know, Pengai on board, 
they're just going to be looking to this game against Melbourne uh, next week. And, you know, whether I'm not saying they're going to sleep on Brisbane. I just don't know whether they're going to win it as comfortably as they might usually. Um, they're going to start to get back to their best, but they're really going to... I think they're really looking forward to that game against Pen, uh, Melbourne. And I, I've got Penrith by 18. I think Matt Burden's a special to score a try in this contest, um, regardless of whether he plays in the centres or in the halves. But as I said, I think Penrith... Um, you know, they might find a couple of hiccups in the in the game against Bronc- Brisbane, but they should be able to get the job done. I've got Penrith by 18 in this contest. There are two games left of the round. Good thing, too, uh, because the action's about to kick off uh, on Thursday night. I think the first game starts in about 15 minutes, so we'll get through these two games. Sorry about the lateness of the free tips. As I said, still got two jobs at the moment. Going to try to uh, get it back on track next week, hoping to release it on Tuesday. We'll see how that goes, but... The quicker I can get this podcast to you guys, the better. Um, and I hope you guys are still enjoying it each week that I release it. All right, so from 1.50 on Sunday, back to the football now, and the Central Dora Dragons host the Gold Coast Titans. This week, from the barbecue incident, the Dragons will rest Daniel Alvaro, Zach Lomax, who I believe are both in quarantine anyway, so that's a bit questionable, to be honest. But uh, those two and Corey Norman are getting rested this week. That means that uh, Jaden Sullivan finds himself back in first grade in the half with Ben Hunt. They're versing a Titans team that, uh, you know, the Dragons, they couldn't get the job done against Manly, and they seem to really lack any motivation and, and effort. It just seems that their season, due to this incident, due to the departure of Paul Vaughan, has really gone off the rails. They find themselves girthing a Titans team that, man, they've had so many opportunities to win the games this year, and they just continue to fall short. They were terrible last week against the, the Eels, and... The defense was a little bit better, but, you know, I just feel like some of these guys are really not playing to their potential. They've got no strike in their spine apart from AJ Brimson, and he can't... He's he's a great player, Brimson, but he's not necessarily the guy that's going to create opportunities. He's there as a runner. He's there looking, you know, to, to make things happen, but the likes of guys like Taylor and Fogarty really haven't taken control of this side this year. They haven't got a strike hooker. Aaron Clark's played there. Mitch Rain's played there, but... I feel like uh, they've got this young Sexton, great name by the way, uh, making his debut in the half this week um, for them. Fogarty's out, but they just need someone to lead them around the park. For Fida and Tino, Tino, Big Tino, I, I've talked about them this year. They've both been extremely disappointing. They're, for me, other than the Raiders, the most disappointing team of the of the year, and I, I think I've said that multiple times, but they just can't beat anyone at the moment. So I really find myself in a position where I don't know who to tip in this game. The Dragons are playing terrible um, since the incident. That they're just not handling it well. Ben Hunt coming back into the club lead with form over, uh, you know, a man of match performance in Origin 3, but they need more than that. Dufty doesn't seem motivated now that he's signed with the Bulldogs for next year. I just feel like they don't, they're not going to want to win this game. The Titans aren't going to be motivated to win. I, I think if you're going to skip one game of the round, it's this game, because I think it's going to be a terrible match. I'm going to tip the Dragons by four points as an upset. I just feel like the Dragons, on paper, have a better side than the Titans. Their forwards still look pretty strong. I like Jack Bird back in the second row, but, man, I don't find a lot to like about either one of these sides. And to be honest, I don't think either one of these sides are going to be playing finals football. The Dragons are going to have to rest, you know, five or six players next week. And they're versus a Rabideau side that could put 50 on them, um, unfortunately, for them. So uh, I've got the Dragons by four, uh, but it could be close to the last game the Dragons win this season. 
right, which brings us to our final game of the round coming at you guys from 4 p.m. on Sunday afternoon. The Canterbury Bulldogs take on the Cronulla Sharks from Steve Us Super Stadium. It's a doubleheader as well with the uh, the Dragons Gold Coast game. Hopefully that draws a bit of a crowd up there in Queensland because let's be honest, they're not most not the most appealing games on paper. Uh, the Bulldogs, let's give credit where credit is due. They were really in the fight last week against the Rabbitohs. The Rabbitohs, as I said, they had a few injury problems, but the Bulldogs really played a good brand of football and it's, I mean, promising signs there um, to impress Trent Barrett. Some of these young kids are really uh, earning a paycheck out there. And Jack Heverington and Luke Thompson have really combined well there um, as the starting props. Of course, we had the moment of madness from Lachlan Lewis, which which helped the Rabbitohs as well from the sim bidding. Um, I don't know what happened there, but um, they're going to get some confidence from that performance. The Bulldogs, they're mostly a Cronulla side that just has not been able to get it together this year at all. Um, you think they're going to go on a run and then they come up with performances like that against the Raiders last week. It just It's hard to tell whether they're going to make the finals this year, to be honest. And uh, Trindle's been really good for them. So is Connor Tracy for Cronulla. But they need guys like Sean Johnson to step up. And uh, their forwards for, forward for me just haven't had enough brute um, and enough aggression for me. Guys like Jack Williams and, and Teague Wooden, that they, they've got promising future. But those guys in Talakai, that's why they really miss Wade Graham. They need some aggression up front. Um, their defence needs to be better. Their sliding defence has been awful so far this year, the Sharks. Um, and I just think they they lack a bit of an X-factor compared to some of these other sides, like the Knights and Canberra, that are still competing for finals positions. It's a big game for them, because the last time they played the Bulldogs, they didn't get the job done. They actually lost the game. Um, and I think we could be headed in a similar situation. If I look at last week and who I think who played the better game of footy last week... The, the Sharks are in 8th, and they've won 7 out of 17 games. The Bulldogs have won 2 out of 17. But I think the Bulldogs can see us play a lot better than Cronulla did against Canberra. And I think they're going to take that confidence and really roll with it. I've got the uh, Bulldogs in a bit of an upset in this game. I've got the Bulldogs by 4 points. I think they're specials in this contest. Unfortunately for the Sharks, um, you know, if they're serious about making finals football, they've got to win this game. But I think that the, the Sharks could really cause a bit of a boil over in this contest. I've got the Sharks by 4 points. I think I said the Sharks by four points. I got the Bulldogs by four points in this contest for the upset. Sorry, I had to edit that one back out. But uh, that concludes Steve's NRL footy tips for round 19. I hope you guys have enjoyed it. It's back to, great to be back here talking about football during the lockdown. Hopefully you can get out of it soon. As I said, my jobs haven't really slowed down. So I'm going to try to make it early last uh, next week for sure for you guys. Just to recap the, the tips before we end. Uh, I've got the Eagles defeating the Raiders. I've got the Roosters being too strong for Newcastle. The Storm destroying the Cowboys. The Rabbitohs destroying the Warriors. Manly's destroying the Tigers. Penrith doing it pretty comfortably against the Broncos. The Dragons in an upset against the Titans. And the Bulldogs have a huge upset that could end the Cronulla Sharks season. All right, thank you guys for listening to Steve's NRL footy tips for this week. I'll see you guys next week on the show. If you're looking for a best bet, I'll just... Uh, Say that I think that uh, the Rabbitohs 19 plus against the Warriors is good. Uh, I think that gives you only about a dollar 80. I'd put that in with the Manly Seagulls 19 plus. I think load up on both CFs and Penrith putting a big score on on the Saturday games. Thank you guys for listening to the show, and I'll see you guys next week. Enjoy your footy this weekend, and hopefully all you guys stay safe out there. Let's get this lockdown over sooner rather than later. Thank you guys for listening again. Thank you for all the support in 2021. I'll see you guys next week.